When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up your PointsBet account to live your bet bet life. life. There, there it bet is. Life. This guy. From Will the Thrill. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Big Dave is at BOW. BNWL Sports. Bow. Will is at Won't Gottlieb. We are what CHGO underscore Bulls. We got our pal and our producer, Joey, back with us today. Joey. Joey, we missed you yesterday. How are you? I missed you guys too. I'm good. And my first question is, what were you guys quoting before this? Was that just now, before yes. we went live, forgetting? Was forgetting Sarah Marshall. That was forgetting movie Sarah movie Marshall, Marshall right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I was quoting. One of the greatest movie. movies of all time. I it's only so caught bits The Kaiser pieces. Permanente line might be my favorite line so, of any so movie good. ever. And when Siegel's just getting more progressively wasted at the bar and then pretending to be all the different characters from Sex and the City. <laughs> oh, Samantha. Oh, Samantha. <laughs> die. Oh, goodness die, gracious. Die. Uh, we got a full house at the CHO Studios God. today. Yes. Cubs and Sox both had uh, early afternoon games. Yes. We got their post game shows coming up later. We this got a true. full crew of our production team with us. In the house. Uh, yeah, it's a good, it's just a good day. Kevin's good day. over there too. We got boss man here. We got other boss man, Jay immaculate busy, Jake busy there. working his office. His uh, Kev participated in a, uh, a fun nineties movie draft in the CHGO oh. sports podcast earlier today. What did you think? What did you think of? It? Um, I gave our pal grandpa Stucky the overall victory. Ooh, I really? believe he picked the you four could. best. Check it out. It's on our CHGO sports Twitter account right Kev. now. <laughs> really? Uh, I, I ranked I ranked Kev's list of movies last of the four Damn. participants. I got to hear the movies. I didn't see. I got to hear the movies, man. Who'd yeah. you pick? Who'd you pick, Kev? Here we go. Here. Okay. Will's oh, got thank, it for thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Here we go. All right. Jurassic Can Park. You? This is Kevin. Jurassic mm-hmm. Park, Goodfellas, Boogie Nights, Dazed and Confused. And Stug had Forrest Gump, Tommy Boy. Okay. No, no, no. no. Yeah, you got to start. I'm thinking with- about him. As soon, I know why he picked you now. <laughs> no, I get it. All right. Chris Farley movie. Okay. That's a value draft pick right that's there. Like, no, that's, that's incredible. Widely regarded as the greatest film of all time. <laughs> that's incredible, but I, I don't know what that means. I don't watch UFC. Oh, <laughs> I'm going, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm going to go with Kevin, man. Wow. Because okay. good, good, for me, Goodfellas is one of my top three movies of all time. All time. It's good, fellas, dude. I I had Lawrence and Round, Jurassic Park. Rounders last pick. Ra- so Lawrence, I had ranked second. Oh yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, mm, yeah. He got fugitive. Pulp man. Fiction and Pulp Fiction. Mm. Yeah, 
Exactly. Lawrence has a I'm great disappointed nobody picked there. Casino. Wait that's, a minute now. Hold on. That's this, my this biggest change, dude. He got. That's okay. my number one overall pick in '90s movies, right there, Tommy Boy. That was great value. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go. About yeah, that. I'm, I'm putting Lawrence first, man. That's 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 too good. As much as, I, good. as much as I hate to see Lawrence win, <laughs> damn, <laughs> <laughs> damn. But Kev, I'm gonna give Kev second. Oh, look at Casey. But Casey ain't half seven. Tr- Truman Show, Truman Mrs. Doubtfire, The Game, and Pretty Woman. Those are all excellent movies. All of them are excellent movies. Yeah, those. Yeah, but. Stuck's mean more. I mean, yeah. I'll take Stuck and I'll put Casey last. Yeah, give me Lawrence first. Lawrence wins for me. Lawrence wins. There you go. What'd you say? Hold it up like this. Lawrence Every, wins. Everybody uh, watching our CHO okay, Bowl right, show. I missed it all up. Okay, go sorry. find it and let us know who you think is the winner. Uh, Adam is mad that Beverly Hills Ninja is not big. Dude. Only great, 16 great movie. movies in the entire 90s decade. Now, Don't get me wrong. Love me everything Farley ever did. Yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja. Mm. Again, how is Friday not on any of these lists, too? <laughs> how is that not on here? That's ridiculous. All right. Uh, so, yeah. ha- Half-Baked wasn't on there either. Half-Baked how not on here? How dare all of you? Oh how dare God. all yeah. of you? Y'all missed the cut. But this is hard. It's hard. Yeah. They said the entire 90s. Yeah. That's, that's it's, pretty And broad. it's like entire action 90s. movies, yeah. comedies, dramas. It's, it's a impossible lot. to it's narrow that down. Dramas, right? Comedies. Dramas. 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 All man. Um, all right, so guys, a uh, lot to get to today, so let's dive in. We are going Splash. to continue our Prove It training camp series. We Prove talked about it. Vooch yesterday. Just we're talking Kobe it. White today. Um, and Will, you were just at practice earlier today. Billy Donovan was asked a bunch of questions about Kobe's role this season. So we're going to do what we did yesterday with Vooch. We're going to look at a little game tape, but some Kobe game tape, and then we're going to give our Prove It goals that we're setting for Kobe like this it, season. But first. Yeah. But first. But the first, big news, big news that did not come directly from Bulls can, uh, practice today, but it came via tweet from Sham Sharanya. Shams. The Lonzo surgery. Woo! Positive news update. Woo! According to Shams' sources, there's confidence in Bulls guard Lonzo Ball's ability to return this season. Mm. Following that left knee surgery on Wednesday, the doctors believe addressed the issue. Ball's expected to miss at least a few months. Nice. And then Shams had a follow-up tweet saying both sides are expected to monitor the response over the next couple of weeks. Return to play based will be based upon Ball's rehab process. Mm-hmm. Will, what's your take on this, buddy? My take was that this is the first optimistic news that we've had about Lonzo since four to six weeks. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like when <laughs> the original <laughs> surgery happened. No, you're right. Um, we don't know, like, this doesn't guarantee anything. I'll preface it by saying, like, he could still very well miss the year. Sure. We don't know what it is that they found. We don't know how they solved it. All we know is that they believe they found mm-hmm. something and addressed the problem. And just calling back to our conversation with Dr. Pandya last week, Flex. that's what they want. That's what we wanted to hear, yes. was that they found something wrong and they fixed it. Mm-hmm. This whole time... He's been in pain, clearly. I mean, struggling to walk upstairs, mm-hmm. uh, has not been able to ramp up fully to basketball activities because of some issue that they didn't know about. There was nothing showing up in the MRIs, mm-hmm. nothing showing up on x-rays. So they're just kind of like closing their eyes and praying that something will resolve itself. Mm-hmm. Instead, they go in and they find something, or they say they do, that they believe they found the source of the problems mm-hmm. and addressed it. And I think... Coming out of the surgery, like I said, it does not guarantee anything. Maybe he plays this year, maybe not. But that is good news to hear that they found something and resolved it. Like, give me that over, 
I don't know why it's still bothering him mm-hmm. after eight months, and we're just continuing to wait and see. No, that's true. The one thing you didn't want to hear is we did all we could, and we just got to hope for the best. Like, those words aren't being used right now. Yeah. They're like, no, we look, something's there. Something is definitely there. We're going to go clean it up. We're going to fix it, and then we'll move forward with it. And, like, they, they believe they found the source of the issue, meaning they found something. It could not be the thing that was sure. bothering his, that was giving him pain. We don't know what it is they found. Like, there's, we didn't hear anything from Billy at practice today. Mm-hmm. All he said was that, you know, it seems like the doctors said it went very, very well. That was mm-hmm. the quote. Um, so we don't, we don't know what it is. I don't know if we'll find out. Like, I imagine that they should put out a press release at some point mm-hmm. explaining what the procedure was or what they removed or, mm-hmm. you know, altered in some capacity. But mm-hmm. I think this is the best possible news that we could have gotten out of this surgery what happens with his playing time down the road remains to be seen, but I think it's very positive that they found something and solved it. Do you think they're going to wait those six weeks before they come out and let people know what has been found, you know what I'm saying, what they think they've uh, taken care of the issue? That's a good question. I mean, I was kind of hoping for information yesterday or today uh, just directly after the procedure, so I just don't know. I mean. Some people are saying, well, maybe they just said they found something and maybe that's not actually true. Like, we, we really have no idea <laughs> any of the specifics, and I'm not sure if they will give us those answers. Yeah. But, you know, they're going to monitor him over the next couple of weeks and then kind of come together with a plan. But, you know, as the Dr. Pandya, you know, who came on said, like, this is a not super invasive procedure. He went home on the day of SB. the surgery. And so hopefully, you know, the swelling will go down soon right. enough. He'll be able to sort of walk on it and put some pressure on it. And, mm-hmm. and then we'll start to see. So we still have a lot of waiting and seeing. We still have a lot of uncertainty. But just given the fact that they found something and did something, I think is really positive. True indeed. Um, worth pointing out, Justin in the comments here said, uh, you know, show Casey Johnson's uh, report too. The doctor said this about the last surgery. So in case you missed it, mm-hmm. Will's colleague, um, NBC Sports Chicago's reporter Casey Johnson mm-hmm. added a tweet. Uh, following Shams's uh, report, mm-hmm. saying that he could confirm the optimism from the Bulls that the surgery went well and they believe they addressed the problem with Lonzo. Casey said, I'll add my own words for context, that the Bulls and Ball believed the same after the January procedure, mm-hmm. which is why they had a six- to eight-week timeline. Mm-hmm. This time, there is a four- to six-week timeline for reevaluation, not return to play. Mm-hmm. Given what happened last time, predicting return to play is more fluid. There's confidence Ball will be playing this season. Hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm not jumping up and down right now. I, will, I know that you are feeling better about this than you have at any point since Lonzo yeah, went down like midseason. The way I would qualify it is like cautiously optimistic, right? Cautiously like optimistic. He's back. And, and another thing, sorry to keep... No, go for it. Another thing Billy said was, like, even if he does come back, it's going to take him a while yeah. to, like, acclimate. He hasn't played in nine months. Correct. We don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in. I'm mm-hmm. not saying he's going to be back on the court anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. But I think just given what we heard about the procedure, that's better news than what we could have found, which was we don't know why he's in pain, mm-hmm. and now he's just undergone surgery, and he's still in pain, and we don't know what's going on. Right. But that they thought that this procedure he had in January addressed and fixed what was wrong mm-hmm. like whether it be tidying up and and, and uh healing some parts of the a meniscus or shaving off smaller pieces of the other parts of the meniscus that needed to be trimmed or whatever it was they thought that that was the procedure that was going to fix things in january mm-hmm. and it didn't mm-hmm. so they go back in nine months later 
and whatever they found, they think, oh, well, we'll fix this, we'll trim this, we'll sew them back up, should be good. They did that nine months ago. What's to say that as he's trying his ramp-up process in November, late November, early December, the same thing doesn't happen? I, like, I don't know what's different this time around. They believed they fixed it. Yay. They believed they fixed it in January. So, Will, I am officially taking the baton from you as the pessimist in this group. I know that Bulls fans want to be happy today because theoretically – them thinking that they addressed the problem and solved it is good news, as opposed to them going in and being like, well, we still don't know what's going on. That would be the worst possible news. But I'm, I'm past cautious optimism at this point. I've given up. Lonzo's not playing until 2025. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I mean, I don't know when he's going to play, but, like, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if this actually solved the problem. We don't know actually if he's going to be able to recover or if he'll still be in pain. Uh, we don't know how long that will take if and when you know it does come to the to the point where he's able to start ramping up again. We don't know any of that. And I'm, again, not guaranteeing that he'll be on the floor this year. I'm not guaranteeing anything. Hmm. But this could have been worse news. And I think it's, like I said, the first time that we're hearing anything positive or optimistic about him hmm. because it was not a worst-case scenario. So, yes, it could still go wrong. Yes, he could still not play. I'm not saying he will play. I'm not saying I'm optimistic that he'll play. But it seems like... More promising than your career might be over, dude. You might have Brandon Roy, Greg Oden knees, mm-hmm. which is kind of where I felt like it was trending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin also p- pointing out the other factor here that everybody seems to still be wondering about, which is the bone bruise. Mm-hmm. Saying the bone bruise could be so deep that it's a DNA bruise. Wait, is that a joke? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that if that's a joke. Um, but no, seriously, what about the bone bruise part? Because mm-hmm. we heard that that could have also been a compounding problem in addition to whatever slight tear was in the meniscus when they went in in January. So, um, look, I, you hope that the, the rehab goes well, mm-hmm. but I, I am sitting here saying what, what are the actual odds that when we get to the point where they're going to slowly try and ramp Lonzo up with his activity mm-hmm. and his cutting and his jumping and his you know sprinting up and down a basketball court, that discomfort still gonna be there yeah all of this is a possibility you know and you could look at it both ways you could look at it that it's going to be worse you could look at it that it's going to be better I don't think either way of looking at it is wrong to be completely honest with you because you're just going off of the facts of what it is right now there is no concrete anything yet so it's just about what you feel you know so I'm okay with that I'm not Yes, you could you can feel this way right here. Absolutely. You can feel this way as well right here guys. I mean it's no wrong way it, think about way. it this way if the news was yeah, we went in there and we still can't figure it out. Yeah. That gives me zero optimism. Yeah. Right? But it also like does not change the percent likelihood that he's ever to ever going to be Correct. right. Whereas this is maybe it's like 2% more likely that he's able to play, but that 2% is still 2% more yeah. than what we had before. No, this is the like news nothing. you wanted to hear. This is the news this we is wanted exactly to hear. exactly what you wanted to hear. It doesn't guarantee anything longer term. Right, right, right. Other than today, really. I mean, this is just step today. one. Right. And we got a good first step Yes, one. a big step. This honestly is a big step to him. Actually, let's say walking <laughs> again. Yeah. You know, forget basketball. Like, just him walking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Again, totally. this is a big step towards that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy they say they believe they found something. And right. they can work it out right there. Because that was the main issue, like you, like you stated, Matt. And that, and that point right there is super valid. Because he's right. Like, they were like, oh, they know what it is. They're going to get in there and they're going to clean it up. It's going to be okay. And then they were like, eh, kind of not. And then he wasn't out there on the floor. 
and then Matt's hurt and he doesn't want to be hurt again. So he's protecting his heart. Protecting my feelings right now. I don't think he's wrong. I think that's what he's saying plus what I'm saying. It's not like one or the other. That's why I say both of y'all. Like, I have no problem with either And it's just such a hard 180 to make after hearing what Lonzo said (laughs) on Tuesday, (laughs) which is I can't run, I can't walk, I can't jump, I can't go up the stairs. Right, right. And now today we're all supposed to be like, yay, head surgery, everything's going to be fine. It's like, nah, sorry, man. You got to give me another week of being depressed and assuming we're not going to see Lonzo at all this year. But and I and I like what Colin is saying because I said that uh, last time we talked about this, Colin, because that's kind of my mindset is that he wasn't playing at all, and I said this on the show that he wasn't going to be here, and that's how the Bulls I wanted them to prepare that way. That's how I wanted Io to prepare, you right. know. That's how I wanted Dragic and all of them to prepare as if, hey, Kyle, Kyle's here, Kyle's here, Kyle's here. Is that you know I thought that he wasn't going to be here, you know what I mean? Like right. not play, and I wanted them to be on that level mentally. Hearing this. I still want that to be them on that level mentally. Like, nothing yeah. should change because yep. regardless of that, he's not coming back in November or December or January. Like, I'm telling you, he's not going to be back in any of those months. So the focus should still be I'm the starter or who's going to be the bench guy or, you know, whatever way they're going to fix that and work that out. That should be the focus. Shouldn't be, well, let's do this until he comes back. Play it like he ain't. You know what I mean? Let's and, just and don't you worry about in my that. head too because I asked Billy that very question of – does this change at all your your planning, your strategy for going into the season? And he kind of like evaded the question a little bit, but I think ultimately he was like, look, what I said before, you know, we don't know if and when, if he's even able to come back, if yeah. he is, how long it's going to take to ramp him up. Mm-hmm. If he does ramp up to the point where he can play, how long it's going to take to get reacclimated to playing at NBA speed for however many minutes per game and Mm -hmm. like getting his legs under him we don't know any of that stuff Mm -hmm. and so i would love to think lonzo's gonna be back and he can contribute Mm -hmm. that's probably still not super likely and so we need to continue to prepare like you're saying dave that maybe he won't be there and if we can get anything great that's a cherry on top yes absolutely if not we are now in a better position to handle not having him than we were last year right. when everything just fell apart and the ship sank and yes. that was it. Right. Uh, as Colin said, you know, assume Lonzo doesn't play a single minute. If it ends up that he does, it's a bonus. Yeah. Uh, Fried Rise in the comments saying Lonzo will be a nice trade deadline acquisition for the Bulls. Right. Hey, that's you know, real. if that's one way you want to look <laughs> at it, if he makes his return right around the trade deadline. That's for real. Adam saying, is it better to start off slow or end slow like they did last year. I say start slow. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you want to be playing your best ball as a team, and you want to be the healthiest you've been all season as a team as you are hopefully nearing your playoff run. Mm -hmm. Now, getting to that playoff positioning is going to be harder. That's the question. If you are dealing with the fact that your starting point guard misses the first 40 games of the season. Right, right. Can you stay in the playoff hunt? In time, can you tread water with Demar and Zach and their cast of you know supporting characters without Lonzo enough so that when he comes back and as Will was saying, easing him his way back into actual game action, you can be to a point where you're getting your healthiest as a team, playing your best ball as a team, no pun intended, um, so that you're ready for a playoff run. Yeah, that's that's the focus right there, man. Going in and getting the most out of that position for whoever is going to be there. You know, I can't wait to just see who is going to be the start starter for that, man, because it's going to be a lot on them uh, as far as, you know, just running the offense and providing those things that Lonzo provided. Not, not the same exact thing, you know, obviously doing their best to play their own game, but providing something at that position because 
it's a big one that you know what I'm saying the Bulls as we saw on, uh, on that tweet, Will. Like, we saw it. You know, it's been a struggle for a very long time at that position for the Chicago Bulls. So, mm-hmm. it's time to get it right, man. Time I to did, get it right. I did not love tweeting that. You, did, you didn't? You sure? A little bit, but, <laughs> but not really. It's uh, Anakin, man. I'm telling you, this is Anakin. I love Sam, chaos. <laughs> it's Anakin. Samity in the comments said, Note, never ever get in the way of pessimistic goat leap. Low key scary. <laughs> man, well, Will's been on like a Tell pessimism me, Revenge cruise of the Sith right for the here, last yo. few Tell months. Me, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> the Sith over this here. Is, honestly, though, this is like the most optimistic I've been about Lonzo in months. So, mm. again, yeah. I think you're more likely than not right, Matt. But that doesn't mean this isn't also good news. Yes, very true. Very, very true. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, so there was the good good news about Lonzo after his <laughs> surgery. Um, we will keep you updated on any other updates as we move forward through training camp and Lonzo's rehab. Coming up next, we're going to take a deep dive into Kobe White, one of the guys who could be replacing some of those Lonzo minutes this season, Mm -hmm. like we did with Vooch yesterday. We're going to look at some tape, and then we are going to give our prove-it goals for Kobe this season. Yes. But first, today's episode brought to you guys by PointsBet, which is bringing you better ways to bet live on games. Mm -hmm. You can place a live same-game parlay tonight during Thursday Night Football. Mm. Bet on the next drive to be a touchdown mm. and cash out on your live second half over bet. All, you of, do that? all of those things all that? with points bet. Mm. You have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including mm-hmm. spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with points bet lightning bets. <sighs> There's that lightning sound effect. <laughs> so whether you're on the move or on the couch, like this guy's going to be watching Thursday Night Football, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with that promo code CHGO to get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What a deal. What a deal. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. I told you guys yesterday... I'm riding with the Dolphins getting points in that. this matchup tonight, yes. despite the fact that they are three and zero, and the Bengals look like doo doo. I got Bengals. You got you're rolling with the Bengals. I got Bengals. They're wearing the white tiger. Uh, I like chaos. Thing. I'm the contrarian of the group. Yeah. I'm just going with it. <laughs> you were the chosen one. <laughs> mm, I got mad on that one. Man. All Star Wars for the rest. All of Star Wars episode. for the rest of the night, baby. That's how it is. He, man. We gotta tell everybody Bulldog to watch this oh, episode. Oh, he's tuning in. He's Hi, tuning Bulldog. In. Oh. Matt, what did you have today? What this morning? What did you drink this morning? Did you have any? Uh, I had uh, three cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm down to two. Really? You're down, down to, to two. two cups wow, of good for you. Good for you, man. Yeah, just three cups of coffee and a big glass of water. Mm. You want to know why instead of three he had two? Because mm. he had his athletic greens. Oh, is that right? That's how it Ding. went, sir. Replaced it with the greens, the 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, and probiotics, and oh my God, adaptogens. Oh, to help start his day correctly. That special blend of ingredients that supports his gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and his aging. All the things you want to take care of. It's cheap, y'all. It's less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than that cold brew habit that you got. It's cheaper than getting all those different supplements yourself. You are investing in that all-in-one nutritional insurance. It's vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. All does all this while still tasting delicious. Yeah, you get better sleep quality and recovery, but don't take my word for it. 
Take the word of the former Jedi sitting right here, y'all, looking right and looking together. Tell them about it, Will. The, the athletic greens did not push me over the edge to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was something else. I'll leave it at that. He said, I'll leave it at that. That's right. And to make it easy for you guys, Athletic Greens is going to give you one year supply for free mm. of that immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. That's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Because it's Athletic Greens, y'all. You scoop it. You dump it. You shake it. You drink it. Then you feel it. <clears throat> That's what you do. That's what you do. You do those things. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have breaking news. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. This better be really breaking Is, is this news. real? Is this real? This is real. This is real? Okay. Breaking I news. told you I had a surprise for you while you were doing he your ad reads He did tell me today. he had a surprise while I was doing the ad reads today. Matt has ordered Athletic Greens, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. It is official. He has done it, and it is on the way. <laughs> What put you? What pushed you over the edge to the dark side? To the right side? To the light side? I to the light say. side? Yes. <laughs> oh, look at that! What pushed me over the edge? Mm. Honestly, I don't know. A moment of weakness. Mm. Um, maybe it was the whole food source superfoods that did it. Maybe it was. Maybe you're it was not the getting those. Yes, you're not getting them. You need maybe them it's in the you, adaptogens. man. That's all. You got to replace been, that V8 with that. That's all. May, you know, just like kind of like dragging in the mornings yeah. recently, yeah, and man. coffee is like it's not. It's not that it's not working, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I just I why not try something new? We're gonna need That's to it. monitor your. Yeah, ascension. I don't know, ascension? Yes. <laughs> Something? We're going to need to monitor this. Yes. We're going to see oh, how it weekly goes. Weekly updates. Take, uh, see if I can go get like some, some Bulls doctor to you know measure all of my various vitals <laughs> and things. I'm not sure. Like that's before be I start taking Athletic Greens. <laughs> Mark, and then like a month later. Mark said, man, I thought the breaking news was Matt was putting the Burks away for the year. Hey, <laughs> how dare you? It is a gorgeous fall day outside it right is. now. It is a gorgeous day outside. I got, I got my Huck Finn jeans rolled up a few lengths. And I got my Burks on. This is fall weather, y'all. The Of Mice and Men collection. Mm. <laughs> He's rolling with. Yes. Oh, you can't reference Of Mice and Men because, you know, Joey doesn't know who's dying back there. Oh, oh, I forgot. Sorry about that. Here we that. go. Here Sorry we go. <laughs> Love you, Joey. Oh, man. Uh, all right, guys. Let's, uh, let's talk Kobe White, shall let's we? Let's do this. Let's, Kobe. Let's, let's do some Shit, Kobe, Kobe White game tape. Get uh, before we get to our prove it's, we're going to look at some Kobe White films. Joey, uh, of the ones that we uh, gave you, can we look at the file called China or China Chin Empty first? Mm. Can we pull up that Chin yes. Empty. Okay, vid? here's Chin Empty. Thank chin you, sir. Empty. All right, All right so. This first one, Kobe bring the ball up. Simple little give and go with DeMar. You see Kobe mm. gets the screen Thanks. there. Back that up one more time if you can, Joey. Uh, you see Tony Bradley after the dump off will set a simple little screen for him. Pull up and just take that 18-footer. Nice Kobe shot. can do that all day, every day. Yes, Nothing overcomplicated there. Nope. Um, you know, like Kobe has different opportunities to get looks in different spots of the floor. For a while, his rookie year, Jim was like, no, no mid-range. Right. You're allowed to take some <laughs> mid-range if it's that open. Mm. If it's that open, I have no issue with Kobe taking that. Nice. But we know that what we want to see from Kobe is getting buckets at the rim and shooting those threes, especially for this Bulls team that needs it. Okay, so next play, here we go. You see Zach's bringing the ball up this time. They're going to try and run this lob play, and you see Kobe curling around and clearing out space for Zach to make that same pattern nice. on the lob. 
They don't get the lob. Joey, you want to run it back to the uh, rewind back to, uh, to be getting again, please? Mm-hmm. All right, so you see Kobe clearing out space because DeMar and Zach are going to try and get this lob done, right? right? So here's Kobe coming all the way through, down the baseline, around to the corner. Right. This lob doesn't work, but Kobe is there in mm. the corner for a safety valve because the lob didn't work. Tries to penetrate, nothing there, pulls it back out to DeMar. Now, watch as the uh, double team comes to DeMar here. Thank you for pausing there, Joey. You can roll it again. Boom. Freeze it there. All right, so DeMar drew the double. Kobe is in a perfect spot here to get that little, you know, release uh, valve pass yep. from DeMar after he's drawn the second man. Go ahead and roll it, Joey. And then look where Kobe is on the floor where he spots up mm. here. You see how From much behind the three-point line he is there. That's going to be key as we look at a couple more plays coming up next. Very much so. One more time, Ooh, Joey, bang. just rewind that a little bit. Bam. I like the fact that Kobe is in the corner here mm-hmm. as that safety dump out pass for Zach. Tries to penetrate. Love that. Mm-hmm. It's not there. Bring it back out. Play it safe. Still plenty of time on the shot clock. Wait for DeMar to draw the double. Rise and fire. And That's all smart basketball from Kobe right there. And back that up, please, also for me. Uh, again, Joey, if you don't mind, because I wanted to just further uh, point out what you were saying about him on the baseline. So back a little bit more, Joey. Keep going. Keep, there you go, right there. That's fine, right there. Right there. Pause it. So him on the baseline, when, when he's coming there and he's standing there, the reason – Honestly, a natural tendency might be for Kobe to float out and try to create some space for Zach to go on that baseline and do something and create because we've seen Zach do that a lot. Mm -hmm. But the reason he doesn't do that is because that defender is also checking on Zach Levine. So if he goes into that corner, he's going to be a double team. And so that's going to make it a more difficult pass to Kobe White. So that was a very smart move for Kobe to just wait there and and show himself to Zach and make himself available. Then when he got closer, then he starts to move away from him. That's that's right. That's, That's good work by him. Um, all right, now, Joey, if you would, pull up Chin Nash. Chin Nash! Next video file. Now, this, as opposed to when Kobe got that little give and go and the screen from Bradley, mm-hmm. in these, you're going to be seeing Kobe bring the ball up. He's mm-hmm. the guy bringing the ball up, running the point. Mm-hmm. He's going to give a little dump-off pass, usually to DeMar, okay. who's coming off of his own opening of a pin-down screen, right? Hold on, hold mm-hmm. on. We got a, we got a porn bot in the, in the chat here. Let me get rid of it. Oh, oh. <laughs> got to get hey, rid of the porn bots. That's one of our favorite. Porn bots do not appreciate film breakdowns. They do not. They do not. Well, but, not this kind of film. Not this. I, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> All right, cool. Stop it. All right, we good? Okay, so before you press play, so um, Kobe's bringing the ball up in, in all these uh, that we're about to watch, right? Then after the dump-off pass to DeMar, who's coming off of a screen to free himself up, mm-hmm. Kobe is going to set another screen for DeMar mm. and then slip that screen and pop out, much like some of the stuff we were watching with like the Vooch pick-and-pop high screen yesterday, mm-hmm. but instead it's one guard setting a screen for another guard. All right, go ahead and roll this, Joey. So here we go. There's DeMar coming out. And then look at this. You see Kobe and then a double mm, screen with, yeah. I think, is that Bradley next to him yes, there? Yes, it is. All right, so that's going to free up a little bit of space for DeMar to operate. Mm-hmm. Roll, and then there. Nice. Simple pop from Kobe. Receives the pass back from DeMar. Go ahead and roll. Co- uh, and then very similar to the play we just watched before this one, yes, right? Very much DeMar so. draws two defenders' attention. Kobe is slipped, but it's after setting a screen himself mm-hmm. this time. Screen setting, important for Kobe White. Sometimes he sets good screens. Sometimes his screens are weak as F. Mm. But when Kobe does a good job on these chin screen plays, uh-huh. 
he gets good looks for himself when DeMar finds him after drawing the double. I love the non-hesitation also when he's taking that shot. He knew he was shooting. Rise and fire. And where was he on the floor? Just like that last one? Mm -hmm. He was a good step and a half behind the three-point line, right? Yes, he was. Okay, now. First of all, can I point out the legend is on the court? Can I point that out? You see the legend right there. Circle (laughs) him, Joey. There it is. Okay. Run the play. This is going to be an amazing play. Now, where you saw Kobe shoot those two previous threes from, will dictate why this play works for Kobe. Okay, same thing. DeMar comes off his screen. screen legend. Kobe screts a scene, sets a screen for DeMar. Double screen. There you go. Mm. DeMar surveying the situation, gives it back to Kobe. Now, look. Look where Kobe is. Yeah. He is standing exactly in the same spot where he rise and fire and hit in those two previous plays. Mm-hmm. And now watch. This is Mark K's beloved, Scotty Barnes, number four, coming over here on the closeout, right? He's done his homework. He knows Kobe can rise from there. Ooh. So what does Kobe do? Nice. He uses that to then bait the hell out of Scotty Barnes to overcommit, mm-hmm. put the ball on the floor, and get to the basket. Look at that. Yeah. Same spot on the floor. Yeah. It's a good sell from Kobe that he's about to rise up right. after receiving that pass. That's a great sell by Kobe. Can you go back a little bit? That that is honestly a really great sale by Kobe White, man. Look at this. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Go ahead, run that, Joey. Pause it. Boom. That that is a great sale. Honestly, that, that is a really perfect sale by him. And then to make that move, just a couple dribbles to get to the lane, and that athleticism, like you talked about, he possesses, man. Like so, he's, he's got those kind of. The skills. Bulls ran this a lot with Kobe when he was on the floor last season. These kind of uh, situations where little give and goes, where he's the one bringing the ball up. Or screens and double screens where mm. he, he gives a dump off to DeMar and then he sets a screen, usually paired with one of his other teammates, mm-hmm. to then have a DeMar double get drawn and then a kick back to Kobe. Obviously, if the shot is open for, their, open for Kobe there, rise and fire. Mm-hmm. But what I would like to see a little bit more of this season is, in addition to being very consistent with his screen setting so that he gets those good looks, use the fact that he's that lethal of a three-point threat to put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. You saw the way he sold mm-hmm. that one against Scotty Barnes. He got a quick, easy two at the rim. That's a great point. And I also liked uh, the reason he was able to also make sure that was one-on-one was because he had Maddie Legend in the corner, and you saw the defender did not want to leave the greatest three-point shooter in the world. He didn't want to leave him open, so he had to stay at home on him, which allowed Kobe to get that lane that he had and score. But you're, you're absolutely right. Like It just speaks <laughs> the to fact. the value of – having shooting on the floor at all mm-hmm. times. And the reason they're putting Kobe and Zach runs these same actions with DeMar all the time as well. The reason they're putting them in, in those actions is because when when DeMar comes off those screens, yeah, if you can show one, uh, Joey, I can just help explain it a little bit. So the help has to come over. Like, they're in a zone right now, so it's a little bit different. But Scotty Barnes, like, is not going to just let Precious Achua guard DeMar one-on-one. Right. right? <laughs> but the help can't come from there because that's one pass away. Mm-hmm. And so, boom, it's just it's mm. an easy spot-up three for him. He can either take that or drive. But it's all these where, yeah, this is another great one, where Denny has to come tag the roller, mm-hmm. and now there's a, a second switch at the top, mm-hmm. and whoever was guarding Tony Bradley now has to react and get out to yeah. Kobe. That's just really difficult to do. Mm-hmm. And you see, again, I mean, scrambling here help and wait, and you know, not, not enough time on the closeout. And they did a good job on it, but Kobe's just that good a shooter. He really is, man. I saw some stuff, man. Uh, Dave, did you uh, want to yeah, look yeah. at a player too? Uh, Joey, show me the delay, uh, delay. real quickly. I, I just wanted to showcase. I love Kobe in a one-on-one uh, when Kobe can be the creator and he could do it himself. He's gotten so much better at that. He's always wanted to do that, you know, and be that guy since he got here. And when his rookie year, he would just he didn't remember we would, he would go one on four right. on a fast break and just run the brick wall. 
he has calmed down very much so. And now he's not just using athleticism, but also using ball handling skills to get himself there. Run that, please. Uh, right there. Swing it. Give it to him. Cross that now. You see him swing that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have it available. Now, stop it. Pause it. Kobe loves being at the top of the key. Mm-hmm. All right? He enjoys it. If you remember what I was showing Vuce yesterday, that's why he was easy to run that high uh, screen with. It's because he's always at the top of the key. Right. right? It's very easy to do for him. He enjoys it there. I think he surveys a little better when he's there at the top of the key. And if you look at him, that's exactly what he's doing right now. Yep. When, he's didn't, when it didn't work, when he came off the screen last time, now he's getting it back. Now he's resetting, surveying. Who can I do? What can I pass it to? I mean, who can I pass it to? Nobody? All right, it's time for me to create. Run that. Uh, give me that pick. Now, watch this. Go ahead. Run that, please. Boom. Oh. Now, Ooh. rewind that for me a little bit, please. This move, he lo- this little tiny move he makes. This little hesitation uh, That right little there. hesitation. Yeah. And then take back off is awesome stuff, right? Uh, get back inside. Mm. That is great stuff by Kobe White. That's something he did not have in his game before. Again, that's either going to lead to a basket or, as you see, it led to a foul. Because those guys are huge. They don't have that right. kind of athleticism. And Kobe has that quick first step yes, to exactly. get past guys. Exactly, man. And you see it on display here. And, he, and, he, and the, the screen is key because that's Carter. Javon Carter is a really good defender. Yep. So getting him off of him and allowing him to do that is very important, man. And show me the uh, other one there, too, uh, please. The high. I just like this on, on Kobe uh, right here. Again, being, being that guy, that's the creator. So I like how he's bringing it up because, again, he has to slow himself down. He had to slow down and survey a little bit better. Boom, top of the key, once again. Top of the, Surveying, mm-hmm. once again. Give me that screen. Let me hit you with that jab. Get you some of that. Uh, I love that stuff by Kobe. Watch it again. Hit the jab. Uh, get you. Gone. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. that's excellent stuff from Kobe Creating White, just, I really enjoy um, that. just the amount of space he needs to exactly. get that shot off clean. Exactly. Yeah. I love when he surveys. He knows he needs that screen. Stank them, uh, cross them, uh, kill them. I like it. All right, next one, real quick. Uh, run that. Now, this Ooh. is pause it, pause Ooh. it. Demar already, already made the play. Okay, yeah. my god, <laughs> like, look at that. All right, <laughs> Moses in the Red Sea for Demar <laughs> right. right here. Exactly. Now, that's I believe that's Cole Anthony out there with uh, Kobe. Now, Kobe's yeah. so far away. That he's not worried about him yet. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm not concerned about it yet. I can cheat down on DeMar DeRozan. You can't just give up a free run at the lane. Uh, run it, Joey. Pause it. Now, Kobe alone. You know what I'm saying? You mm. see he's left alone. Now, when he gets it, he can shoot that. This is, again, a difference of Kobe White now. Now he gets it, and he can put the ball on the floor and get himself to the bucket. And the way he gets to the bucket now is obviously is different than it was his rookie season. Ugh, just oh. a little more confidence and athleticism. And, and what he does right there. Freeze that. Stop that. Just a little more confidence in athletic when he gets that ball. Mm-hmm. He, his mind is made up. Now, I remember before watching Kobe, and he would still be thinking. He still would be, he would be holding it, thinking, didn't know, and he would end up turning it over, you know what I mean, and doing something like that. That's gone. He knows what he's sure of himself now. And that's growth from Kobe White right there, man. I like that so much because that's an open shot. He can take that. No, I can get an easier basket because I am athletic and I can get to the hoop, get you some of them right there. Pretty stuff, man, from Kobe White. Yeah, one of the things that Billy has talked a lot about is, like, not just creating the advantage, but, like, creating the next advantage. Mm. And that's an example of where DeMar rejected the screen, goes into the paint. There's so much space on the floor, and he can just attack. You see the help come in. I think Kobe could have taken that shot. Yeah. He could have uh, driven into the help. Like, the way that the – 
the low man is supposed to pick up Demar there. Cole Anthony is supposed to drop mm. an X out, and he's got the corner too. I want to see him learn to make those reads. Like that is a wide open corner three. So you say, oh, yeah. making that pass right there. Yeah, to, to I think that's the, the next step. Like okay. you, you can see for Kobe like the patience, the hesitation dribbles, getting all the way downhill, the free throw percentage, or I'm sorry, the free throw attempt rate went up last year. Yeah, it did. What I want to see is now that vision expand from here to like here or even just like this way where mm-hmm. he can now start to, you know, create some of some more advantages, create some of those open threes that we've been talking so much about that the Bulls really need. Like that's I mean, open layup. I'm not going to criticize you, but right, like right, right. Those, those that's like the next step in his in his progression to be right. able to start to sort of make plays for others and understand yeah, I, I mean, like, in that way. To put it in layman's terms, uh, the point you're trying to make, I, I've always viewed Kobe as a guard who sort of sees an NBA court in two and a half dimensions. Mm. Lonzo sees it in four. Mm. Yeah, okay. You know, like Kobe can run simple, you know, pick and roll kind of actions. He can run little, you know, uh, screen sets, slip the screen himself, pop out for a three, and he can get around a screen and get to the bucket. That's all very rudimentary basketball stuff. But like what you just pointed out, maybe not seeing the open guy in the corner. That's the kind of Kobe court vision stuff that we've always wanted and never really seen. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's value in doing what he does well, right? Like the Bulls don't have a lot of guys that can get downhill and create an advantage. It's pretty much Zach and DeMar. Yeah. And so to have that third shot creator is really important. And, and I think that even speaks more to the value of him being able to start to read the game at a higher level this year. Um, you know, he's talked about how this is like really his first real off season, Patrick too, of like, there was injuries, there was mm. COVID, like he's never True. really had a chance to put in work over the summer. Last year it was the shoulder, the year right. before that was COVID. Um, I think, I, I hope we're going to start to see a little bit more basketball IQ out there for him because I think it just makes him that much more lethal as a scorer. If now you're not just playing him to cut off the drive or you're just playing him to force an elbow jumper. Mm-hmm. Like he's capable of doing that stuff. It's fine. But like you said, Matt, like he's going from 2d into 3d. If he can start to make some of those reads. And, right. al- and also it helped like him being a floor spacer also. Cause as you, Matt, you were showing, you know, he's lethal on that catch and shoot, you know, just having that available to guys like DeMar to guys like Zach, you know, opening that lane up and, and defenders cannot cheat. You can't. The only reason, as you saw in Orlando, that Cole Anthony cheated off was because Kobe was pretty much like at the half court line. You know what I mean? It's the only reason he could do that. Because regardless of his inconsistency that he has, like you said, 35% from three, that still got to stay on you. They still have to account for half. you. Yeah, he, he, right. he had a really good – and I think there was one clip that um, I didn't get a chance to mention it, but maybe like the second to last one we were looking at where he was coming off a pin down screen. Like – Getting him off the move too. It's not just like the catch and shoot, but it's one of those. It's one of those things that early on in the season there was a lot of off ball motion mm-hmm. that you know Demar was either creating an advantage or using a, an advantage somebody else created to get into space to get the defense shifting to side to side. And when you have guys like Kobe and Zach who can catch on the move and get really good looks off, that just makes mm-hmm. everything so much more dangerous. And I think right. that's what. It Definitely. sounds like the Bulls are trying to focus on this this upcoming season is like more randomness, more motion, better reads and reacts. Like that's if you're doing that at a high level, it's so much harder to guard. You're so much less predictable. Right. And I think that's and, that's the goal for him. And that's why I liked that one play that was a attempted lob from DeMar to Zach that didn't work, but mm-hmm. I highlighted it for Kobe because he covered so much ground yes. on that play 
without even really being the one option on that play. But he kept moving and eventually found himself open for a shot. Mm -hmm. And it's like people praise Steph Curry for that, right? And, yeah. and to a lesser extent, Clay Thompson. But those guys, you see them hit those threes, but you don't necessarily pay attention to the fact that they just ran a million circles around the court <laughs> before getting off that open look and That's shooting true. that That's three. That's a great point, yeah. but, it, but I think it even goes beyond that. Like, when you're talking about Steph's greatness, it's not just like him running off and like getting a screen and shooting on the move. He's amazing at that, the best we've ever seen and probably the best we ever will see. But what makes him even more dangerous is that because he's so good at that, he's always going to be drawing help. Right, And when that help comes, he knows exactly who's free at any given moment. And oftentimes, it's Kevon Looney standing right under the basket for an open dunk. Mm. He makes that read, and that's what I'm talking about with Kobe. If he can start to learn where the, where the help is coming from, the advantage, like understanding the advantage that he creates, where the help is coming from, how he can then, you know, it's like um, judo, right? Like yeah. you, you yeah. use the motion, Correct. use somebody else's momentum against them. Correct. And when Correct. he comes off a screen, draws help, He's got to be able to see where the help is from and coming from and who to throw the ball to. And I think that just makes him a way more versatile offensive weapon. And somebody who, if he's able to do that, like the defensive limitations matter way less. Mm -hmm. Because he's not just out there to stand up straight and catch and shoot. He's out there because he's like creating offense for the team. Correct. And I think that's a level that we might not see this year. We might not see next year. But like I think given his shooting ability, that could definitely come for him. So you're saying you want him to improve his what, Will? Point guardsmanship. There you ah! go. There ah! you go. Ah! There you go. Uh, Jason <laughs> echoing a point that is uh, is well made in the comments. Consistency is key. Yeah. Doing it in flashes is one thing, but he needs to be now doing it regularly to fulfill that potential. And, and I think that's, that's a great point. Is like you can be hot or cold just standing in the corner shooting threes on any given night. Sure. Right. But if you're able to do more things that make yourself or the team better, that's where, like, you're going to be able to make an impact regardless of consistency. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what we talked about with Vooch yesterday. If you take away the catch-and-shoot threes, he's still able to do a lot of stuff really well. And right. that makes him a very potent weapon. Mm -hmm. Kobe, if he's cold, what, what are you doing out there? You're killing us on defense. You're not creating shots for anybody. I think that's really the next step for him. Uh, okay, so we are going to move on and do our... Kobe White, prove it uh, goals that I'm we are going to, to set it, for him. But before it. we get to those, Dave, Yo. pins and aces. That's who it is. Aces and pins. That's who they be. All of the pins and all of the aces. You need them all in you. You got to be right when you're out there on them links standing next to the GOAT. You better be dressed correctly because you ain't going to be out there to win. You better look good losing, all right? And you do that with pins and aces, y'all. It's the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. They got the polos, they got the hats, they got the golf bags, and of course, soon enough, the adaptogens, and even more soon enough than that, the beer sleeve. The beer sleeve. Yes. The beer sleeve. He will have that. I pointed him because he's going to have one. I could put my athletic greens in there now. He's got he the adaptogens Just kidding. now, too. Yeah. He got adaptogens and he can pour the screen. And I will fill it with beer. <laughs> it's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag, y'all, and keep your drinks Frosty cold. Perfect number. The entire round. Mm. You won't have to worry about it lasting that entire round because it will be gone. All right? That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Check out pinsandaces.com and use the code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get yourself some free shipping. Mm, two for one right there, y'all. That's pinsandaces.com. 
Play good, look good, look good, all good. Mm. Pins and aces. Need that beer sleeve. You need it. Need it. Come on, man. Like a like a bow and arrow sand. <laughs> what, what is it? There's a word for that. The thing that you... Uh, oh God! Quiver. Quiver, quiver, quiver. Yes. Thank you, Joey. Look well, at Joey. I'm about to say, I watched Arrow. All Never that word out. Doubt his vocabulary again. Oh, I would. Uh, well, we got quiver. Hey, Amen. We need great, great we need, Scrabble. We need. Word. Okay, so Joey has one. Yay, Joey's vocabulary. The other side of the chalkboard has more examples. I'm, I'm trying, Joey. <laughs> That's Anakin. I mean, he set you up, man. Uh, all right, guys. Set you up. It's time. It's time. Prove it, Kobe White. Prove it, prove Gentlemen, it. what do you want Kobe White to prove this season? Dave, you can go first. Well, mine is simple uh, for Kobe White. What I want him to prove, very simply and quite simply, is just BMFing Kobe White. Just prove that you are MFing Kobe White. Let me explain to you what I mean by okay, this. Okay, please sir. do, because I'm lost. Of course you are, but I mean, bring you back into <laughs> bring you out the wilderness right here. Kobe White is the greatest scorer in North Carolina high school basketball history. Number one. In, in the history of them. That's what he does. Kobe White is the guy, when he was in North Carolina, that Roy Williams told him, yeah, you shouldn't be here. <laughs> Roy Williams yeah. told him, dude, you got to get out of here, all right, and go to the league, bro. Like, it's time to go. It's nothing else I can do for you. You're too good. That's what I mean when I say BMF and Kobe White. We know who you are, bro. You are you can put the ball into the basket. You are an elite scorer. Teams who have to worry about you. You saw the shots that you were hitting when he was breaking it down. That shot that you, you just saw on Denny, that was one shot that people just shouldn't honestly shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Kobe yeah, White. It's a tough shot. That's a tough shot. But it was no hesitation in that. It's just cash money when it's Kobe White doing it like that. All it has to now be is consistent. That's it. That's all you're adding to it, man. So just BMF and Kobe White. I want to see more of that this season, man. Just more of who you truly are. Show them who you are. Black Panther, Wakanda forever in mm. November. <laughs> I hope that some people who maybe just see that graphic and didn't hear your breakdown yet mm -hmm. see that and think that no, it's MF and your gotta, goal. Gotta put the N on there. Apostrophe N, bro. Your goal for Kobe White is to be your friend. Be <laughs> MF. Be my, be friend, my friend, Kobe White. <laughs> be my friend, Kobe, please. Dude, but I, just, I just really need him to be him because sometimes he gets lost, and, and you, we've seen him do it on the floor. Mm -hmm. Like He gets lost in trying to do other things, you know, trying to do too much. Oh, man, the team's got to – we, we down by six. Oh, man, let me hurry up and try to do this crossover six times on three people, and here I come turning it over. Oh, man, let me take this shot all the way from half court because we're down right quick. Oh, man, oh, man, he's, he's moving too fast. I just need him to be MF and Kobe White, bro. We know who you are, bro, and it, you are good at it. All right, we have seen it, man. I remember that rookie season when you dropped that 30 on mm. Cleveland. I remember it so well, man. I remember when you told the ball-headed menace, shut up, I'm going to shoot these uh, mid-range shots. He looked, listened to him at the beginning, but then he said, nope, I'm going to shoot these shots, bro. I don't care what you're talking about. That's the Kobe White I'm going to need right here, man. This dude can play, and I just need you to be who you are, bro. I like that. Um, that was powerful. Will. I so went a completely different direction on this. <laughs> okay. But I think it does lead to the same places. My prove it, I'm sticking with some stats here just because I think it's going to make it simple for myself. And as soon as I say that, tomorrow I'll probably go okay. another direction. <laughs> but I'm going with, I want Kobe to have a 1.5 steal rate, 1.5% steal rate. Okay. Explain. The so. reason why 
is because, and, and this number would be a career high for him, okay? His rookie year, he had 1.4%. Mm-hmm. Second year, went down to 09 and last year, down to 08 okay? So we're seeing a decline in the percentage of, or the number of steals he's getting per 100 possessions, mm-hmm. really. I want him to develop defensively, and I think this is a really good indicator of that. He is not necessarily going to be at the point of attack guarding, you know, other teams' point guards every possession. Maybe he'll do that sometimes. But, like, I I think this will indicate to me that he has a better awareness of what's going on on defense. If he's able to jump passing lanes, get out in transition, that is going to make the Bulls a lot better. Okay, right now he is a really good three-point shooter. We've established this. Mm -hmm. But the Bulls need somebody who can be a really good two-way player. Mm -hmm. And I think this steal rate number would indicate to me that he is starting to understand things on the defensive end. He's that's translating into steals, which hopefully right. would translate into transition buckets, which mm-hmm. is something the Bulls need. Sure. And it to me signifies that like Kobe is now a three and D player with a little bit of offensive creation. That's a really valuable guy in this league, and I think it's what's holding him back at this point. I kind of alluded to it. If his shot is not falling, he's killing you out there. Right. But if he can start to get some steals and prove that he understands where to be, when to be there, and sort of develop an understanding of positioning on defense, he's going to get minutes. And if he can get minutes, that's because he's playing good defense, and now he's contributing that much more because you're able to get that three-point production out of him, which right. the Bulls desperately need. Desperately. Right. right. And that's I think I saw somebody in the comments earlier as we began our Kobe conversation saying, like, yeah, got potential, whatever, can shoot threes, but you can't close with him. And I think that that is something that Billy Donovan sort of realized after evaluating Kobe and getting to know him is – this kid is a crazy hot shooter, mm-hmm. and we certainly could use that. But his defense kills you, mm-hmm. and it's hard to have him on the floor late in close games. Mm-hmm. You know what's really useful? Late in close games, guys who can knock down a three. Three and deep players. That's what I've heard. Kobe is one of two on this roster right now <laughs> next to Zach Levine, yeah. apparently, yeah. unless Vooch can get those numbers back up. Yeah. If he and his defense will – can at least legitimize being on the floor so that he can use and be that three-point weapon that he is, it would be huge for this team. And, like, make Billy make tough decisions. Mm -hmm. If you're so Mm -hmm. good that you're forcing Billy's hand to play you in fourth quarter, like, you know, high-leverage minutes, Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. I want that. I want to have those problems. I want too many good players. Yes. But right now it's an easy decision because of the defensive limitations. Mm. And I think – Everybody is a little bit better on ball if you're, like, athletically capable, which he obviously is. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. more about understanding the court geometry, where the ball is going to go, not reacting too too slowly, not letting guys just back cut him because you're falling asleep. Like, if he's getting that steal rate up to 1.5, which would be a career high, it's, Mm -hmm. like, almost double what he had last year, that's a lofty goal for him. But if he can do it, that's telling me that he's making real strides defensively and – like I said, that's a great problem for the Bulls. So mm-hmm. before we get to Peck's prove it, Collins asked a couple times, and I think the defense okay. will have to do a, play a big part of this. Uh, will wh- how many minutes can you envision Caruso, Io, Kobe lineups getting? You know, at the same time, Caruso do you think those three will Io and Kobe all yes. together, like per game? Uh, I don't know. I originally I it was framed as an over under minutes, but I don't. 
I don't know how you'd be able to calculate I that think off the, the top of your head. The thing that has stood out to me from Billy's availability so far this year is that he keeps on saying, like, experimenting with lineups. Mm. He wants to see how, like, he doesn't really care how this, like, what happens with the starting point guard. It's more about, like, what two-man units work, what mm-hmm. three-man units work. And I think that's a really, like, just good way to think about it. Mm-hmm. And so if in training camp, those three guys who are, you know, let's say Dragic is, like, the, the front runner for starting. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe that's the case, maybe not. Like, that was the first name that Billy talked about when mm-hmm. he was asked. So I, I'm guessing that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you look at that bench unit, you, you have good defense with Io and Caruso. You have some shooting with Io. You have good shooting with Kobe. You have okay shooting with Caruso. Like, those are pretty well-rounded lineups. Sure. If, you, if you play those alongside DeMar and you've got two good defenders there plus Kobe takes a stride, like, that could be something. So – uh, you know, I don't necessarily expect it to be a fixture in the rotation, but again, if Kobe gets to that point, then you can start to trust him a little bit more. And maybe you play him with some of those lineups. Maybe you play him next to Zach and Demar if he's not killing you defensively. Then you've got plenty of shooting around Demar, yes. and the defense isn't killing you. So uh, a lot, I think, a lot of the Bulls' progress kind of hinges on Kobe's ability to defend at just like a high enough level. And it's sort of a storyline that's going um, under-talked about. So I'm glad we're talking about him today. Yes, very much so. And, and you know what I say about Billy all the time, Will? It's not beholden to any lineup, baby. He's that's true. Nine. He's going to Hey, it. look, it's our Kobe-loving, Zach-hating Ecobean in the comments saying, how do we hold Kobe to a higher standard than Zach Levine when Kobe's on a rookie contract and Zach is a max player? Zach steal rate, 0.6. I don't know what you're looking at, EcoBean, but it ain't basketball reference because I'm looking at Zach's steal rate right now, and it's not 0.6. In fact, his career steal rate is exactly what Will just said he wants Kobe's to be, it's 1.4. Um, Love you, EcoBean. The other thing is, like, we do not have the same standards for Zach. Zach's steal rate last Is Kobe year an all-star? Down. Is Kobe Zach's, an all-star? Like One Zach of the is, most lethal offensive scorers in the game? Two times. Get out of here. I mean, don't get out of here. Stay. Stay. But get out of here with that take. It's trash. He's like a, a featured offensive option. I think you can get away with having guys that are that important to your offensive ceiling take a little bit of a step back defensively. Like, I've criticized Zach a ton over the years for not being a great defender, mm-hmm. but he's gotten to the point where you can give him the benefit of the doubt because he is so good offensively. Same thing for DeMar. I don't know what his steal rate is, but I'm sure it's a little bit lower. So, mm-hmm. uh they, and th- that's exactly why Kobe needs to become a better defender is because there's so little defensive infrastructure around Zach and Damar. Mm. If you raise that floor, the Bulls are not the 22nd ranked defense in the league. Get that number right. close to 15. We're talking about, you know, a if your name club, isn't Zach or Damar and you want exactly. a bigger role on this team, the best way to earn that bigger role on this team, if your name is not Zach or Damar, is shoot to play defend. passable defense and shoot threes. Kobe can be that. Yeah. We hope. That's yeah. why we saw a ton of Javante minutes. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. was getting minutes in the first half when he was shooting well. Uh, like, Billy needs to put guys out there that can space the floor because as great as DeMar is, it's very difficult to, to live the way he was living, yeah. right? Yeah. And right. so you need to make life easier on him. That means both sides. And Lonzo's the one 3 and D player on this team. They're not going to have him. Somebody else needs to step up. Kobe is the best equipped to do that offensively for sure, but – He's pretty far behind the curve defensively, and that's why I want to see that steal rate bump up. I love that. Um, All right, quickly, because we're out of time, I'll just give you mine. Um, It is related to what I was showing you guys in that film breakdown of Kobe, of using his deep 
range threat. Okay. To then put the ball on the floor and attack the basket. Okay. We praised Kobe last season when we made note of the fact that his finishing at the rim took a huge leap compared mm-hmm. to his second season. His finishing at the rim went up from 55.8% year two to 66.1% year three. Mm. A 10% jump finishing at the rim. That's amazing. Great job, Kobe. Mm-hmm. 18.3% of his overall field goal attempts last season came from zero to three feet, a.k.a. at the rim. My goal for him, get that above 20. Mm. He shot 54% of his total field goal attempts last season behind the three-point line, and I think that's fine. As we talk about how much this team badly needs three-point shooting, take just over half of your total field goal attempts from behind the three-point line, Kobe. Mm. But as much as we know that he can knock down those mid-range shots, mm-hmm. I want to see his finishing at the rim continue to stay solidly where it was last year at 66. That's mm-hmm. great. Just get to the rim more. Mm-hmm. We know that he can do it, and we know that he can use his shooting threat to get to the rim mm-hmm. with that quick first step that you were pointing out, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Joey, officially, if you don't mind, 20-plus percent of field goal attempts from zero to three feet. That's what I want to see mm-hmm. from Kobe. It's not... What is it? Say it again. So, 20-plus percent of... Field goal attempts, FGA, at zero to three feet. He was at 18.3 this past season. Mm. I'm just asking him to trim down a sum of the mid-range attempts. And get to the bucket. And focus on getting to the bucket. Yeah. And you saw, and I mean, he's, he's built in such a way where he can absorb that contact as well once he gets there. And he always has done a good job at drawing fouls. He he's, always gets that. He's like an 87% free throw shooter. Right. Like, these exactly. are super... Yeah valuable looks for him yeah if he can do it and like not to like you know bash the mid-range that's that's a fine option for him he's very good at that too Mm -hmm. but we're talking about the the margin of error for this bulls team offensively is so small because i think they are like analytically at a deficit when you're shooting so few threes yeah if you can get to the free throw line and convert at a high rate there get to the rim and convert at a high rate there that's really helping offset some of that. So, yeah, uh, that's a, that's a huge one for Kobe. Okay. Uh, just to clear things up, going back to Will's steal rate for Kobe, I see Ecobean and then now also Demond in the comments saying zero point six. You guys are looking at steals per game. That's not steal rate. Different stat. <laughs> Different and stat. I, I, I'm not you know belittling you. I'm just saying right. I just noticed that that's the number because I was like, what number are you looking at? You're looking at steals per game. Will is talking about steal rate, which you can find under advanced stats on Basketball Reference. That clears up that percentage of opponent possessions that end with a steal by the player while they're on the floor so there you go how frequently are you getting steal while you're on the floor Mm. um so i think these are all good goals for kobe i do too i do dave's like reasonable yeah yeah be be who you are yourself uh pick up that defense a little bit we've seen you do it get to the rim some more we've seen you do that too these are all good and attainable goals for Kobe White this season. You can be the man, Kobe White. I love White. it. For real, love bro. it. For real. That's it. We're out of time. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us in the chat. Oh, Hayes, what up, buddy? Hey. Good to see you. Hey, I don't, did you see what's, what was going on on Lockdown Bulls? I today? did see what was going on on something, Lockdown Bulls. Uh, something's up back there. I don't they, know what's dude, going on. they got on, their Pat. own shirtless wonder. Yeah. They, they, they got their, got their shout own out to whoever wonder. said that Yo. in my mentions today. It made me laugh. Yo, man. Woo. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it for this week for us. Will. You and Mark K got a Bulls HQ dropping in people's pod feeds tomorrow. CHGO Bulls HQ. Ready to go. Boom. Uh, And uh, 
have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Yes. We'll be back. Training camp rolls on. We'll be here with uh, a show on Monday to start a fresh week of training camp and CHGO Bulls content for you guys. Stay tuned. We got Sox post game going on. We got Cubs post game as soon as Cubs game wraps. And then we got Bears after dark at 630. Preseason's coming, man. Preseason is coming. Bulls play preseason basketball in five days. Oh, my God. Five days, (laughs) y'all. 8.30 p.m. 8.30 p.m. TNT. There you go. Make sure you're following <laughs> Will on Twitter as he is in all these practices for training camp. He is at Won't Gottlieb. Big Dave is at Bow, BWL Sports on Bulls underscore Peck. We are CSGO underscore Bulls. Thanks, as always. Love, as always, to our great producer and our pal, Joey. Joey! Running things behind the scenes. He's okay. um, Just killing those graphics. Absolutely killing them. They're okay. <laughs> for Joey, for Will, for Big Dave, Jesus. and everybody here at CHGO. Appreciate you. Love you, Bulls Nation. See Red be good.